Hello and welcome to the Atomic Geekdom Podcast. My name is Dave. Before I go any further, I would like to wish ourselves a happy third birthday. Uh, as of February 15th, it is our third uh, year in operation as a website and podcast. So, Woo-hoo! oh my. Just throw that out there. I want to thank everybody who listens and checks out the site and everybody who contributes, like the two hosts that I have on that I'll introduce in just a moment, and everybody else who has been along for the ride and has uh, stepped away for other opportunities and life situations. So just throw that out there. Thanks again. Three years and hopefully uh, more than three more to go um, as we take over the geek empire and rule the world. Yes. I mean, Chris Hardwick can't do all the things. Apparently he can because they keep making him and he keeps accepting and nobody's offering it to us. Bastards. We're going to change that. Not that I'd take away anything from Hardwick, but he doesn't need to do it all. I mean, share share the wealth, buddy. We learn from Hardwick as we grow. Right, but we will me. be we will be sitting at the same table soon. <laughs> I hope. <not. laughs> no, oh, Matt's Matt's <laughs> against it. No, um, I don't. I don't want to make a game show about like pretty much Plinko. Um, yeah, yeah, that looks really bad. Sorry. <laughs> hey, whatever. Your game shows are cheap. You can make like you can record seven hundred of them in a week. That's true. So, all right. My name is Dave. Joining me this fine, fine evening on this celebratory birthday recording even though this comes out a week from now, uh, is, of course, you heard their voices, Jenny. What's up, peeps? And from the Two Broke Geeks podcast, which I think has been around the same amount of time, if not for longer. Um, I can't remember, well, so you're asking <laughs> the wrong person. Well, somebody can look it up and let us know. <laughs> uh, but Matt, Matt is joining us. How are you doing, Matt? Hi, I'm good. Now I'm looking it up. I'm on our website right now. I'm trying to see when our first post was because now I'm curious. Uh, you're on your website, right? The original one, or I can't remember if I dated. Oh no, I backdated all the ones that right. since you switched yeah, you over to, to match the right date. Um, how I'm getting see, ready. Go ahead. Our first post was August twenty third, twenty thirteen. Mm-hmm. You got us beat. Yeah. Just by a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, I am preparing for warm weather this weekend. It is February, and it's going to be in the 60s this weekend. Wow. It's crazy. So it, are you are you getting hit with warm weather too, Matt? Because we nope, got... it's snowing like a son of a gun. <laughs> oh, man. It was yep. 82 degrees here today. Wow. Two days ago, it was 57. It's <laughs> supposed to be warm on monday it's supposed to be like 42 yeah nice. that's warm it was it was in the 40s that is earlier this week which is what you'd be getting yeah. from us right now yeah right. so but right now yeah we've been since monday uh welcome to the weather podcast by the way we got we've gotten almost <laughs> like we've, we've gotten probably close to two feet of snow wow so that's yeah. a lot that's a lot all right, as you said, yes, this is weather is like the worst thing to talk about ever because no one can predict it. Yeah, we pay all these people so much money to try to predict it, and it's always wrong. Uh, tonight, mm-hmm. we're gonna talk. We're gonna step in the way back machine and the, our DeLoreans and jump back to the '80s because uh, I don't know about anybody else, but movies have never been as good as they were in the '80s. 
I mean, there's just so many classics. It could be because I'm a child of the '80s, though. <laughs> so uh, I was gonna say, Dave, come on now. We, there have been some pretty <laughs> damn good movies since the '80s. <laughs> but in my heart of hearts, the classics all come from the '80s. Again, it's because that's my childhood, and they hold a, a, a near and dear, special place in my heart, as I think they do for a lot of people that are '80s kids. Um, that's why Stranger Things was so nostalgic for a lot of people too, because it did have that '80s feel. So we'll talk about some of the biggest movies that came out in the 80s, the popular ones, the cult hits that, you know, maybe weren't necessarily popular then, but are huge hits now, um, and try to figure out why we love them so much and why we just pout and throw tantrums like little children when they talk about rebooting any of our beloved movies from the 80s. You guys have heard my rant. I love reboots. I'm just going to go out on a limb and say that right now before we get there. I don't care if they remake the same movie over and over again for the rest of time. I I say I don't mind the quantity, but it's got to be quality with that. And there's been some awesome reboots. There's been some really bad, what were they thinking, reboots as well. So I'm just throwing that out there. In fact, I have an entire article I wrote it once upon a time for the Atomic Kingdom website about why I think crying about reboots is is silly. Uh, you posted it, right? We posted that, right? Yep. Yeah, it's, yeah, I posted it quite a while ago, back when the uh, most recent Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie came out. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. Yep. I like it. Yeah, I remember that was a good one. Um, and then we've had Johnny since then do movies he wants to see rebooted. And yeah, I mean, just, just you know, get over it. Everybody get over it. All right, uh, let's do a little... Speaking of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, there's a pretty good 80s movie right there. Or was that early 90s? Shit, I remember. That's, I it's either, yeah, it's either very late 80s or early 90s. I think I want to say 90s. I'll look it up. Um, it might be it. You might be right. All of a sudden, it dawned on me that it might have been like 1992. Yeah, because it was Vanilla Ice, and Vanilla Ice was in the 90s. Oh, well, that that's was the, the second, second one. Yeah, that's the second Vanilla one. Ice. So now I gotta look. Anyway, <laughs> all right. Let's, let's go around the table. Uh, let's talk about you know the you know we think of 80s movies. What's the first one that you you know your favorite? The first one you can think of that that is your absolute favorite, uh, Jenny. Just start with one. Flash Gordon. Flash Gordon. That was 1990. Good. I was I was wrong when I said it was an 80s. It was like one year out of the 80s. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, all right. So Flash Gordon was 80s. I, I feel like it that, was 1980. Yeah, I was gonna say I it feel like it was made in the 70s. In. <laughs> it was made in the 70s. <laughs> Technically, it is, it is. It is. It was released in 1980. So I'm yeah. holding to it. That's fine. No, that's fine. It feels like a 70s movie. Uh, when you watch. It feels like amazing movie. is what it feels like. Just. <laughs> Alrighty. Uh, Matt, is there one that comes to mind for you? Just Raiders a... of the Lost Ark. Yeah, there you go. That's a good one. Good one. Yeah, yeah that's 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 a nice one. I like that one. Uh, for me, it always goes back to Goonies. Goonies is my Goonies movie. Goonies is a good one. Here's the weird thing about Goonies. I didn't see it when I was a kid. No, I, I didn't like see it. the Goonies. I right. I didn't see the Goonies until I was an adult, and because I don't think I had, I saw it, and I'm like, "What's the big deal exactly?" <laughs> sure. So yeah, I, I get think, that. I think part of the Goonies relies very heavily on having seen it as a child. Yeah, I 100 percent agree with that. Yeah, it, it's one of those. It's nostalgic. I think that's why like fans of the Goonies were such big fans of like Stranger Things that just came out is. 
it's got that same feel to it, but it's comp- it. I remember seeing the Goonies and just going, I'm badass, just like those kids. I can totally find the pirate ship, you know, and I can save the family house. Like, I felt cool. I felt like I could do anything after I watched that movie. Goonies, Goonies made me, when it rained, it made me want to go out and try to find an adventure. Like, because that movie is all in the rain. <laughs> I don't know why, but when it rains, I feel like, you know, I want to be a Goonie right now. Go, go do something crazy. Um, As you should. The According to Wikipedia, which I don't know how current these numbers are, or I guess they don't really change at all. Uh, the top 10 grossing films of the, of the decade. Uh, mm-hmm. Starting at number 10 is Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Mm-hmm. Number 9, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Mm-hmm. Eight, back it's also the... a good one. I would have picked that one too, actually. That one or Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah, Last Crusade is one of my favorites. It's Last uh, Crusade's uh, great. I think that was uh, might that's have been the third the first... one, right? Yeah, that's yeah, Sean Connery. Yeah, yeah, the... with the... yeah, yeah, that one's awesome. I think I actually saw that one before I saw Raiders of the Lost Ark. I can't remember now, but yeah, Last Crusade <laughs> was the first one I've seen, um, and then I went back and watched them all. Uh, Back to the Future is number eight. Number yeah, number yeah. seven kind of surprises me, but I guess it shouldn't. Beverly Hills Cop. Mm-hmm. Uh, number six, Ghostbusters. Yeah, yeah, um, another good one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Number five, Top Gun. Oh God! <laughs> and the women love that movie. Oh uh, my God, it's boring. Like, have you watched it recently? Yeah, I w- it's really bo- like it's not even a Roman. It's it's really boring. <laughs> I totally agree. Uh, number four is Batman. People, yep, people yep. got I, up I, I, yep, yep. out and see that movie. Uh, number three, Empire Strikes Back. Number yep. two, Return of the Jedi, and the number one movie. Jenny, you have a guess. Return of the Jedi. No, oh, wait, you just said that. That was number two, yeah. Empire Strikes Back. Was number three. Oh, I missed it. I was still, <laughs> um, hung, up, I was still hung up on you said Batman. Batman. I was like, how did I not pick Batman? But it's good. Right, right. I don't know. Uh, I'm going to say Flash Gordon, just yeah. because I want it to be Flash Gordon, and I know it's not. <laughs> uh, E.T., the extraterrestrial, is the number one movie. Okay. Oh, By, yeah. That's one of those that I always forget about, you know? By over $100 million, it's number one. Like it's, I haven't seen that in years, I, man. No, I haven't either. I, ha- I haven't wanted since I've seen. Yeah, it's not a movie I want to go back and see. What? Oh, I do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. Although the one I've been wanting to watch recently, and I just haven't had the time to commit to sitting down and watching it, is um, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Oh, that's a Ooh, good. That's a good rewatch. That is a good one. I yeah, own three different rewatch. versions of that movie. Yeah, they like the what? There's like a director's cut, and then what was the there's third like a, one? I own the original producers, or there's like a the original theatrical cut. There's like a 25th anniversary special edition mm-hmm. cut, and then there's a director's. Is it director's cut or producers cut? I think it's director's cut. Yeah, yeah, yeah good movie. And, makes makes you hungry for mashed potatoes. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. <laughs> In the eighties is when they instituted the PG thirteen rating. So it's true. You know why? Uh, because of uh, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. I was just going and Gremlins. And Gremlins, right? Because of the violent Wait, Gremlins? content. Gremlins is rated PG. Yeah, I thought that came after. Okay. Yeah, they're both know... both in eighty four. 
I know the very first time I saw uh, Temple of Doom when I was younger on VHS, I was surprised that it was rated PG. <laughs> right. Uh, because I was like, wait, because even as, cause I saw it when I was fairly young, and even then I realized I'm like, wait a minute, like, why is this movie? I'm like, I, this has got to be like a PG-13 movie, right? And I thought I was like getting away with something. And I'm like, oh, no, it's a PG movie. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, also, in the 80s, there was a lot of science fiction movies. It was like a big boom of sci-fi movies. So you got movies like, uh, well, Mad Max came first, but Mad Max 2 was that year. Escape from New York, uh, Blade Runner. Uh, I've never seen it. Two Star Wars movies. You never. Uh, yeah, you gotta see Blade Runner, man. We've had that conversation. That's your. That's your homework for this weekend. Well, him and Justin yeah. have a have a concept they're going to do on their podcast, I think, which revolves. Someday around. we're going to watch it and talk about it because neither one of us has seen it. Yeah, yeah. I like that idea of those episodes. I'm I'm nervous though for for you to see it though because it's such a classic to so many people like. I, it's one I've of also heard it's really. Bo- absolutely... I've also heard it's really boring. So. <laughs> it's dialogue. Like it's if you're going in for like a ton of action, it's not. It's dialogue, and it's just it's very intelligent. But I think it might. I'm curious if it falls into one of those because it's such a high on everybody's list movie. If you've never seen it, you go in with too much expectation. So I'm I'm curious because I I still love it. I just watched it was on one of the cable channels a few weeks ago, and I caught a good hour of it, and I still love it. I it's beautiful the way it's made. It's just a cool concept, but it's dated. It's very 1980s. Um, so I, I'm I want you to watch it just to see if it holds up, you know? Because I I still love it. Um. All right, we could take a whole episode and just talk about 80s horror movies, but uh, let me, let's jump into that for a moment. Uh, just a couple banner names from the 80s, like The Shining in 1980. Also has a very 70s feel to it. Uh, the Evil Dead, Evil Dead 2, The Thing, probably one of my favorite 80s movies is The Thing. Uh, and then you jump into movies like Scanners, uh, Halloween 2, Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, those are movies like when I was a kid and you, you talk about it with your friends and you're like, how did you get to see it? Your mom and dad let you see that. And then like somehow or another, you, you know, I ended up seeing it <coughs> somehow. Don't know how, but it happened. Um, I'm, I'm in that same one. I remember like super young and the whole scene with Jason Voorhees coming up out of the, out of the lake into the boat at the end. Mm-hmm. That scarred me when I was a kid. And when you get adult, become an adult, you're like, why was I watching that at that young age? <laughs> right, right. But I don't know why. I, I think it was probably one of those where, like, I wouldn't go to bed and my parents wanted to watch it. So I was supposed to be on the couch sleeping and I wasn't sleeping. Like, I was peeking through the blanket or something. I'm I'm assuming. I'm trying to give my parents credit for that. <laughs> there you go. Do you have a favorite horror movie or series of movies from the 80s, Matt? Oh, geez. Um... No, because I like bad horror movies. Well, I like kind of bad horror movies. Like, I like the Friday the 13th movies to an extent. I like mm-hmm. the Nightmare on Elm Street movies. Um, I guess Halloween would be my favorite. And, yeah, it's mostly an 80s franchise. Yeah, so. the first one was 78. The rest all came after that. So Yeah, yeah. that's true. So I would probably say that. 
Okay, cool. And yeah. and then the '80s, there was this 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 trend mm. of comedy horrors, so like Gremlins and uh, Beetlejuice. Ghostbusters falls. Yeah, although Ghostbusters to me has always been a comedy, but it's also you know it borders on the horror sci-fi thing. Um, not not an extreme amount, but it's there. Gremlins too. I I forgot how like scary Gremlins is supposed to be. Not just yeah. Adorable. As a kid, Gremlins freaked me out. <laughs> I, uh, I loved it. Plus, my old doctor, his son is the little kid at the very beginning. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. He tells me, he used to tell me that every time I'd go to visit him. <laughs> you know I was in Gremlins? Is that what he says every time? <laughs> he goes, he goes, you know that movie Gremlins, my son, you know, the little Chinese boy at the beginning, that's <laughs> my son. It put him through college. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That is funny. Like, bless your heart. I uh, yes. I used to be scared of the the end when the dad is narrating and he said, you know, if if ever this happens or this happens, you know, there might be a gremlin in your house. And I'm like, what? That stuff happens all the time. And uh, there's that um that artist that I always run into at like the conventions, the super emo friends. And that's one of them that I want to buy so bad. It's just a gizmo, and underneath it goes, I need a bath. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Gremlins is a Christmas must-watch. Must I watched, you know, this that. It's Die Hard. I always watch those at Christmas because... Neither one of them is a Christmas movie. They're both Christmas movies. Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Gremlins, Gremlins takes place at Christmas. How can it not be a Christmas movie? So does Hook, but... Well, Hook is yeah. garbage. Oh, you take that back, sir. <laughs> I will not. Rufio is, Rufio is the worst. Hook is, Hook is great. Hook is I like Hook. I'll, I'll <clears> give <throat> you that. Um, but back to, yeah, Gremlins, uh, you know, Mogwai is like the cutest thing on the planet. Sorry. It just it just is. Gizmo, amazing. Genius idea. <laughs> and I'm waiting. It's going to happen. They're going to reboot it. They have to. There's so much money they can make off of merchandise from that franchise. Anyway, uh, yeah, Beetlejuice. I remember being just horrified by Beetlejuice when that movie came out because it was just weird and practical effect and just crazy the way everything looked because it's Tim Burton. Um, so I remember that being really weird. You know, it wasn't like the scary type of thing like, you you know, A Nightmare on Elm Street or Friday the 13th or Halloween even, but it was just because it was so bizarre. Um, I think that was why... <gasps> It was, it was, I can't. I can't count Beetlejuice as a horror movie. Like I really can't. I'm not saying it's a horror movie. It was just creepy, like oh, okay. like like weird, creepy. Um, mm-hmm. like the it face. is weird. It's definitely a weird movie. Yeah, yeah. Like, but I love it. Yeah, that's one I haven't seen in a long time. Classic. I haven't seen that one in a long time. And then they're make they're still talking about making another one. Um, I don't think it'll ever happen. <laughs> Yeah, well, we'll have to see. Um, the original sequel to that was supposed to be Beetlejuice Goes Hawaii. Yeah, and that's still the, the discussion. I remember uh, the Beetlejuice cartoon, too. I do, too. Yeah. I, was, yeah. Um, I love, though, the concept that they had for the second Beetlejuice where it's later and and everybody's older and all that. like And Michael Keaton. So I I hope they do it. Yeah. I just don't know. I just, yeah, I can't figure that one out. Um, start, oh, Child's Play 2 came out in the 80s, so that introduced us to Chucky. 
<laughs> I love yeah. Chucky. <laughs> that that franchise that'll never die. Nope. Um. All right. So then there's comedies from the '80s. We already talked about Ghostbusters a little bit. Uh, Ghostbusters two, I think, was the '90s. Um, I believe you are correct. I, I, it feels weird that it was that long in between, but yeah. Um, because Ghostbusters '84. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, um, Ghostbusters Three Men and a Baby was in the '80s. Uh, a lot of movies with with SNL actors like you know Bill Murray, Caddyshack, Steve Martin, yeah, brothers, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, Beverly, Vacation, Bar- yeah, yeah, Crocodile Dundee. <laughs> uh, Please no. 80s is saves Christmas. Yikes! Uh, a, a director synonymous with the '80s is John Hughes. Yeah. Yes. Entire, now we're talking. I was waiting until we get into that. We could do an entire podcast talking about John Hughes and all of his Chicago movies or Illinois movies, I should say. Um, but yeah, '80s. So yeah, yeah, Breakfast Club, and uh, well, he he also did Vacation and. And Weird Science is one of my favorite movies. Very underrated. Weird Science is great. You want to see? You want to see Robert Downey Jr. in his finest? Watch Weird Science. Good stuff. Uh, want to know what Robert Downey Jr. movie, which is more on the darker side, that I absolutely loved was um, Less Than Zero. Everybody, you gotta love Less Than Zero. So good. De- oh, that book is terrible. <laughs> yeah, really? It's, no, I it's not a good book. book. It's terrible. Yeah. It's really. I like uh, Brady Stanellis, um, but Less Than Zero is, oh, it's really tough to get through. It's <laughs> pretty boring. I'm actually reading the sequel to Less Than Zero right now. It's called Imperial Bedrooms, and it's actually a lot better than Less <laughs> Than Zero. And I actually never saw the movie Less Than Zero because I read the book, and I'm like, well, now I have no interest. The movie is actually one of the only times I'll ever say the movie is better than the book. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, it, that doesn't happen often, or if ever. Um. So yeah, Sixteen Candles, Breakfast Club, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Pretty in Pink, Some Kind of Wonderful, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, Uncle Buck. Uh, Uncle Buck. God, that's a good movie. And that's the end. That of Here's a, a quarter. Movie. Why don't you go downtown and have a rat chew that thing <laughs> off your face? Oh the man. The Great Outdoors was another great John Candy one from the '80s. Oh, that's John Candy. Yeah, yeah. Sticking to the John Hughes, I was going to get to that. Uh, yeah, there's there's a couple summer of, rental, summer rental. Yeah, I was going to say when we get to the John Candy, there's a couple, and that's one of them. John, good. Summer rental is a great movie. Like you oh. watch those movies and you see the wife that John Candy has, and it's just like an animated, you know, husband wife where it's like Homer Simpson with Maggie or with Marge. Get out! Get out! Get out of my house! You. What are you doing? I'm watching the Smurfs. You ever see the one where Papa Smurf? Beats up a guy in a red hat. Get out of my house. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I always wonder how John Candy gets the hot wife in all those movies, but he does, and it's fiction, so it doesn't matter. It's true. Yeah. Um, well, same thing with Chevy Chase and Beverly D'Angelo in the vacation movies. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, but just John Hughes, just uh a cavalcade of great movies uncle buck like we said is a great movie great outdoors uh playing strains and automobiles that's a christmas movie isn't it playing strains and automobiles was john hughes oh yeah writer director <laughs> wow i guess i never knew that for some reason 
Mm-hmm. Interesting. He wrote Christmas Vacation, but didn't direct it. Yeah. Um, right. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I don't know. I haven't watched it in a while, but it's still. Oh, it's so good. Still a classic. Yep. So good, especially when you. Uh, well, not I shouldn't say especially, but it's it's interesting to watch it as just Ferris Bueller's Day Off, and then it's interesting to watch it as though it's taking place in Cameron's head. Hmm. Is that, yeah. is that a thing? <laughs> yeah, it's a thing. If you watch it from the point of view of it's it's Cameron um kind of uh not hallucinating but kind of imagining a life for himself because obviously okay, I'm going to go into cuz obviously Cameron like has kind of a rough home life and yeah. stuff and yeah. and it's it's him imagining um basically it's him coming up with Ferris Bueller as a way to uh, convince himself that he has a way to come around and be strong enough to face his father. And hmm. so, yeah. Is that, oh, wow, okay. Mm-hmm. Watch it that way sometime. That's kind of like, this is an 80s style, but it's kind of like the movie Grease. Have you ever heard the theory that it's all in, like he's in a coma? I've heard that one too. All in her hair, all in his head. It When you watch it, it makes the whole movie completely different. Oh yeah, because the car flies away at the end. At the end, yeah, yeah, yeah. just one of the weirdest things ever. Uh, but what about? Yeah. Okay, see the Ferris Bueller thing, but he he breaks the fourth wall and talks to the camera or looks at the camera. I don't know. Maybe you're not supposed mm-hmm. to really. Yeah, he's he, right. He does, yeah. and he's talking, like talking to, to Cameron. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. All, right. All right. Like you know, if you don't slow down and look around once in a while, you you know, life moves pretty fast. If you don't slow down and look around once in a while, you might miss it. You know, mm-hmm. Cameron not you know grabbing life and um, even his thing about you know my best friend Cameron is wound up so tight that if you shoved a diamond up his ass, <laughs> and, you know, or shoved a lump of coal up his ass, in two weeks you'd have a diamond. Like that's Cameron coming to terms with the fact that he has like anxiety issues and yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. I'll have to do that sometime. It's yeah. okay. Uh, any other John Hughes classics you want to talk about before we move on? Uh, well, I mean, Breakfast Club is really good. Yeah. Have you uh, like watched it Breakfast. recently? I watched. I watched it uh, like a month or two ago. Um, no, I, I haven't watched it in probably four or five years. Actually, maybe even more than five years. I, think I haven't it, watched it in quite a while. I think it was on like TBS or something one day and it's one of those movies if it's on and there's nothing to do, I just let it go. You know, you don't change the channel and uh, yeah, uh, still a great movie. Like just still holds yep, up. It is. Yeah. I, I think they all do. Uh, what was the last one? I, the last one I think I saw of like those uh, might've been, was it pretty in pink or 16 candles? I caught part of. And the part I was watching held up pretty well. Um, Jesus, I can't remember which one it was though. So <laughs> I guess it doesn't matter. The one with uh, the one with Ducky. That's sixteen. Candles. Sixteen candles. Right. Yeah. Uh, Want to know what's crazy on the John Hughes front? We we went out for Valentine's dinner, and we're trying to think of just good romantic movies, right? And we totally got onto the John Hughes kick, but. We could not think of the damn movie Some Kind of Wonderful. Mm-hmm. And all night we're like, it's that one movie. You know the one. It's Couldn't figure it out until like 24 hours later. We're like, 
That movie we couldn't figure out. Some kind of wonderful. And it's a good movie. You guys have seen that one, right? Some kind of wonderful? No. Yeah. Yeah. Where she's like the hip drummer girl. She's so awesome. Yeah, that's uh, Leah Thompson and yep. uh, Stoltz. Yep. And uh, oh, who was the uh, the tomboy? Um, Mary Stewart uh, Matters. Mary Stewart yes. Masterson. Excuse me. Yep. Can't talk. You got it. You got it. Candace Cameron's in that movie. Yeah. Oh, Pamela Anderson is a party guest in that movie. I didn't know that. I don't think I ever caught her. <laughs> um, did you know John Hughes wrote Drillbit Taylor, that movie that came out in like 08? No. I didn't either. I didn't know he wrote. Oh, he, okay. I was going to say, because he's listed as, he's credited as a writer on vacation, the one that just came out, but it's because he made up the characters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jenny, do you have a, is that your favorite? Some kind of wonderful? John Hughes? Uh, or do you no, have my favorite 80s? John Hughes is, Miss, is Mr. Mom. Mr. Mom. Yeah, I remember seeing that quite often um, when I was young, much younger. Not by choice, but it was always playing like in the background. It's it's an easy tie, though, between that and Christmas Vacation. Because Christmas Vacation is such a classic, but depends on what mood I'm in. But I'm going to go, go with Mr. Mom. First Vacation movies, pretty classic, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah true <laughs> yeah and then just the influence he's had on current current movies um or movies that have come out since since the 80s uh it's like unmistakable so it, it's good stuff like i i i look at a movie like and it, to me i don't know if anybody cares but can't can't hardly wait is very much a john hughes inspired movie and uh, you know it's one of those coming of age movies um, but for like my age of people, like, you know, graduating in the late nineties type of thing. And I always connected pretty hard with that movie. Plus it's Jennifer Love Hewitt. You can't go wrong there. With the I, re- I remember, I remember when, um, reality bites came out too. And, oh, um, yeah. everybody was like, that's very in, in sync with Hughes. So plus I have a crush on Ethan Hawke. So <laughs> just right. throwing that in there. <laughs> Fair enough, I guess. <laughs> Uh, there was a movie recently that came out that felt very, like I did a review for it. I can't remember what it is. That felt very John Hughesy, or there were moments that were John Hughesian, if you will, or, or if you won't, I don't care. Um, anyway, all right, moving on from the John Hughes stuff. Uh, uh, where was I going to go? Yeah, we could talk John Candy. Um, cause the bulk of his classics are going to be from the eighties. Since he did pass away, unfortunately. I was say he died before the 90s, didn't he? 94. Um, yeah, so. Still so sad. Yeah, 80s. Oh, I can't believe we even brought it up yet. Stripes. Great movie. Oh, yes. Very good movie. Uh, if you're looking for a comedy, that's a good one. Um, but the best. I'm just going to throw this out there. The best John Candy is Barf. <laughs> Spaceballs. <laughs> Oh, I could watch that all day, every day. Yeah, Spaceballs is good. Little Shop of Horrors is in the 80s. Yep, yep. He's in that. Uh, going in chronological order, yeah, you got National Lampoon's Vacation, of course. Splash, Brewster's Millions. Uh, I remember him in Sesame Street Presents, Follow That Bird. I, I do too. I, I have that movie. Oh, nice. <laughs> I haven't yep, seen I that do. in years. You uh, know what? It... it mm. The interesting thing about it is, uh, unlike 
a lot of Sesame Street things, obviously, because Sesame Street is aimed at uh, very, very young children and it's an educational program. Uh, the movie is a lot less so. It's more along the lines of the Muppet movie than mm-hmm. it is like Sesame Street, the TV show. Sure. And as such, it actually holds up as a movie. Like wow. I watched it fairly recently. Was because, that a, like I said, I own it. And that was a theatrical thing, right? It wasn't like a straight mm-hmm. to yeah. VHS. Yeah. 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 Yep. Big Bird gets uh there's like this legion of um, apparently racist birds because <laughs> they think birds should only live with birds. Yeah. So, right. Uh, I remember <laughs> they, they, they send big bird off to live with this, family of really dumb birds called the dodos <laughs> and he has to get back to sesame street and so he runs away and that's the and it's got like all kinds of it's got john candy it's got um steve martin it's got uh uh waylon jennings it's got um oh man it's frank got oz uh, frank oz that waylon jennings oz. scene too in the truck uh, is a long time ago. It's classic. It's <laughs> so classic, Waylon. Says no, don't dwell on the bad times once they pass. That kind of thing can get you nowhere fast. Cause there ain't no mountain you can't climb. <laughs> Heard that song the other day. You nice. just <laughs> made my heart wet. When you hang on tight and just make up your mind. Once you set your heart to moving on, no, there ain't no road too long. Dun, dun. I know. Yep. <laughs> wow. Good song. Good song. Good song. Wasn't good expecting song. that tonight. That was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm impressed. I'm, I've got a smile on my face. There you oh, go. Man. You did it. I have that song on my iPod. Nice. So, <laughs> I heard it the other day. <laughs> um... All right, uh, yeah, John Candy. Summer. Real fast, just on a side note, like so, I'm thinking of him in the truck, and then all I can think about is Pee Wee's Big Adventure, where Large Marge. <laughs> I don't know why the one made me think of the other, but anyways, sorry. We, side we, note. Side notes are are welcome. Um, <laughs> so yeah, follow that bird. Summer rental. Uh, Armed and dangerous. Little shop of horrors. Uh, Spaceballs, Plane Trains and Automobiles, The Great Outdoors, love that movie. Um, let's see. He re- reprises his role as Chet in She's Having a Baby. You could say, yeah, that, it's uncredited too. Uh, Who's Harry Crumb and Uncle Buck. Round out Uncle the, Buck. Round out the He 80s. also had a small part in uh, Home Alone. Which came out just outside the 80s, the 90s, yeah. Yeah, I know. I was just thinking of him though. I was like, oh yeah, he was in Home Alone. Yeah. Yep. That's uh, he. He's got the the whole scene with the mom, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's a polka player. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, the whole band. Yeah. Yes. And, yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. John Candy. I miss that guy. Want to know what movie I always thought John Candy should have been in, and and not saying that the cast that they have was bad. But Harry and the Hendersons always felt like a John Candy movie, even though even though it was John Lithgow. I always thought it was going to be John Candy. I always thought Lithgow was a weird choice uh, for that movie because I don't know. I had seen that movie after I saw uh, Cliffhanger, and he's the bad guy in Cliffhanger. So I was thought like, "Wow, it's weird." And then and now I know him as a comedic actor more than anything. 
and he plays one of the best serial killers ever. And Dexter? Oh my gosh. Season four. Not in Harry and Ruin Henderson. Dexter. Well, Harry and the Hendersons too. That's just a side note. Not too many people look into the serial killer part of Harry. but So yeah, go, go rewatch Ferris Bueller and now rewatch Harry and the Hendersons thinking of John Lithgow's character as this massive serial killer. It'll change your life. <laughs> oh, I so want to do that because that'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, let's see. What else do we got here? Oh, you know what? Karate Kid. Um, oh, oh good, yeah. Good both Karate Kid the... 1 and 2 came out in the 80s. Uh, three movies. of them. Both. Three of them came out. The third one is not a good movie. Is that the, That's not the one with Hillary Swank, is it? No, that's the fourth one. That's the fourth one. Okay. The third one is the one where, um, the, uh, leader of the Cobra Kai Dojo comes back all mad. And decides to take on <laughs> Daniel himself. Oh, he's no. Like, he's like insanely mad at Dan. He's still insanely mad that he lost. And he comes back and gets tries to get his revenge on Daniel. Terrible movie. Doesn't it's sound good. good. Yeah, it doesn't sound no, good. it's just not good. <laughs> and the one with Hillary Swank is only so-so. It's not the best. Yeah. It Karate might kid. be better than that third one, though. Um, Karate Kid, I, I never really cared, uh, for it all that much, but I, you know, I enjoyed it for what it was. Oh man, I was obsessed with that movie when I was a kid. Made you want to be a karate kid, right? Not enough that I ever joined karate, but. (laughs) Uh, there was probably a big boom in karate classes because of that. I'm sure there was. Um, yeah, I, I oddly was never a huge Karate Kid fan. Like, my brothers loved it, so, like, I'd seen it a thousand times. It wasn't that I didn't like it. It was just, it wasn't something that I, like, gravitated towards. Um, hey, going back, though, on, not to sidetrack from uh, the Karate Kid, but going back on to, like, people of the 80s, we have to talk about Patrick Swayze, because I think Patrick Swayze kind of ruled the 80s as well. Just saying, in more later '80s, like mid to late '80s, but, but "Dirty Dancing" is one of my all-time favorite. I've even been to the hotel that, or the you know the place where it's filmed at. "Dirty Dancing" I was have, '80s. Yeah, it was uh, '86, '86 hmm. or '87. Okay. Um, and Roadhouse, I think, sneaks in there too. Let me look real fast. Yeah, Roadhouse sneaks in at '89 can't go wrong with roadhouse uh i wasn't but, a big but dirty Swayze. dancing dirty dancing was the thing that was uh i can remember the night before my brother was born my mom and uh my aunts were watching dirty dancing i remember that because earlier that day we were playing kickball uh, i was an only child at that point and my mom pitched me the ball and i kicked it right at her stomach and oh. my brother came out with this big red mark on his skull, and uh, uh, I was traumatized for a long time. <laughs> like, I broke him. You broke him. Well, I wanted to be but, the only child, the little bastard. No, just kidding. Yeah, exactly. But go on, sticking with Patrick Swayze, The Outsiders, Renegades, um, Red Dawn, all of those 80s movies. And Red Dawn, even though they did the reboot, the original Red Dawn. I like the reboot. I like the reboot, too. I like how they twisted it with, like, the more modern, you know, 
using Korea instead of Russia, which now it could maybe be Russia again, but, um, but the, the whole, I mean, it's awesome because again, it's kind of like I was saying about the Goonies earlier, you watch it. And when you're a kid, you, you expect adults to take care of you. Adults are going to fix the problem and you get these awesome movies. And it was a huge theme throughout the eighties were kids, you know, either, you know, 10 year olds or 16 year olds. Right. They like were gremlins. they were doing the battles. Yeah. You know, and it, it was, was gonna it, be Corey awesome. Corey Feldman was always going to save you. <laughs> no, Corey if you're, Feldman if you're in the 80s. was always going to be the comedy relief while everybody else saved you. But he's in all these movies where they save the day and he's always around. And kind of yeah. But again, the comedy relief. Right. I don't know if I would ever say Corey Feldman was going to save me. Oh my god! What a, uh, the Lost Boys was eighties, right? That's definitely eighties. Uh, was that it or early nineties? That can't be nineties. The Google machine. Nineteen eighty-seven. Yeah. The same year as eighty-seven uh, was a good year because that was um, Princess Bride and oh Dirty god. Dancing too. We haven't even gotten close to the Princess Bride yet, and we're already forty minutes in this conversation. <laughs> here's here's a question too, though. Princess Bride, I'm always thinking it's like early to mid eighties. It was done in eighty seven. Like it's way it's it's younger than I thought it was. Yeah, I always remember that just because of uh the the, uh, the kid. Uh what's his name? Savage. Fred Savage. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> oh yeah, because it's uh growing pain or not growing pains, um Wonder, Wonder Years. Was like nine was like right after that. Shortly after that. Um, I just love that Alex Winter was in Lost Boys. Well, yeah, before he got all crazy with with his Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventures. Exactly. <clears throat> he was a creepy vampire at one time. Uh, well, yeah. I met the saxophone guy player last year, just so everybody knows. You know, the really sexy big guy with the chains playing the saxophone all crazy? Uh, sexy, the nicest guy on the planet. Not the word I was going to use for that man. <laughs> uh, he he emulates sexy. Whether or not it's your flavor of sexy, that may I, I, That scene always makes me laugh. Like, because it screams 80s, 100%. But it always makes me laugh that this is, like, muscular rock guy, and he comes out playing a saxophone. I'm like, what? It's so... Just so you guys know. So he was at Monster Palooza last year. Um, and he came out, got on stage, sang his song, played his saxophone, shook his ass, walked down, shook his ass on top of, like, women took his shirt off. He was all, he sells his own body oil. Well, sure. Not joking. Tim Capello is amazing. And so nice. Like my friend bought a bottle of body oil and he's just like, well, let's get a picture and let me, I'll get you one for your mom. And he like signed one for her mom. <laughs> like it was, yeah, man, I love him. You got, you got something you can cash in on. Just, just do it. Go all in. I say, Oh, he is adorable. Yeah. Um, and it was one of the most fascinating musical acts I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Lost Boys. Yes. <clears throat> yeah. Lost Boys is a good one. Uh, like teen comedies were big, like Animal House, uh, Fast Time. Well, not in, kind of inspired by Animal, Animal House was the 70s, but uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High, um, Porky's, Revenge of the Nerds, uh, Heathers. Um, Heathers. Now we're talking. People love that movie. I never cared for it, but 
I I absolutely love that movie. <laughs> Uh, you know what? Big is always a movie I will watch over and over and over and over again. Um, I love that movie. That's a good one. Uh, Broadcast News was a big movie. Uh, I didn't really care. You framed that. Roger Rabbit. That was 90s. No, that was 88. Wow. I always felt it was 90s because of how well they did it. Something that will never, ever be done again. Disney and uh, Warner Brothers working together. Mm-hmm. Never happen again. Pretty but, awesome, though. Um, oh, we didn't. Um, in the nostalgic, oh my gosh, ruled my life when I was a kid. Labyrinth. Well, David yeah. Bowie. I was just gonna get into the fantasy genre of movies that came out in the eighties. So you had stuff like crazy stuff like Dragon Slayer and Excalibur, and of course Raiders of the Lost Ark. Uh, but then you had Conan the Barbarian. Um, which was like the explosion of Arnold Schwarzenegger into movies, um, which followed by Conan the Destroyer, which wasn't great at Red Sonia. And then you got movies like Sword and Sorcerer, Beastmaster. Uh, oh, I loved Beastmaster with Toto and Frodo, his uh, ferrets. Right. So good. Uh, Legend came out in the 80s. And <laughs> Never Ending Story. Uh, yes! that, that movie destroyed Yay! that movie destroyed me. There is some there is some things that children should not see in that movie. <laughs> and were you afraid of the black wolf? Of course black I was. I was and then when the horse died, I don't like horses to begin with, but when the horse died, man yeah. man, that, that movie damages people. Uh Princess Bride, of course, and then Labyrinth, like you were just saying, and a movie that I think it didn't it did not do well. But I have loved it since I saw it. Was Disney's Return to Oz, the sequel to Wizard of Oz? Never and, saw it. <laughs> you've never seen it? No. I, I recommend, I don't know, if you're an Oz, I, my mom is uh, loves the Wizard I of Oz. I have all the books. Okay. So. Yeah, my mom loves Wizard of Oz. So we, that, that was always kind of a thing in our household. I'm not a huge fan of it, but I know it very well. And then when that came out, I watched it. I remember because there's a character that's like a pumpkin head that talks and that horrified me. And then there's like a robot. That's not the same as the Tin Man, just a little different. Um, and Fruza Balk is the character that's in it. Uh, Dorothy. Um, I don't know. I, I always enjoyed it. It did not do well, but it does have kind of a smaller cult following. Mm, right. Yeah. But yeah, check you know, it out. Um, for talking like, I don't know if this, it kind of goes into like the fantasy though, but you can put in like any Tim, uh, Jim Henson type movie too. Like, like, like we just saw Labyrinth, but mm -hmm. Dark Crystal. Oh, sure. Dark Crystal was so, so good. Um, there was that movie, uh, and I think that might be later. Um, I was going to say Witches, which was awesome, but I think that was, that might be 90s. Um, but uh, even, it, even if you go like Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas or any of the Muppets as well, you know? Mm -hmm. But those are more, I don't know if that falls into fantasy, but... If I had to ask you, put Dark Crystal in without without looking it up, A Few Good Men, eighties movie. No, I'm gonna say early nineties. Matt, I'm gonna say ninety three ish. Yeah, I think it's early nineties too. For whatever reason, I always thought it was an eighties movie. It's yeah, it's ninety two. Um, hmm. I don't know why. Maybe it's the whole Tom Cruise thing. 
and the Tom Cruise explosion. You can't handle the truth. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so speaking of, we can kind of breeze through this pretty quickly, but the big dramas of the 80s were like Rain Man, uh, Fatal Attraction, uh, Color Purple, or like the big Full Metal Jacket. Gandhi. Um, And then you got, there was some, some good westerns, like Young Guns was in the 80s. Uh, I loved Young Guns. Well, but the, Young Guns 2 was 90s, right? Oh, yeah. 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 But the first one was so good. The one with Charlie Sheen. Mm-hmm. Just uh, that whole peyote scene. Uh, <laughs> you see the size of that chicken? Wow. I'm I'm on a roll with quotes today. Sorry. Well, <laughs> that's, that's the 80s. They're, they're there for you. Uh, action movies in the 80s. I already talked about Schwarzenegger, but... Uh, Terminator was in 84. Yep, sure was. Commando, 85. Predator, 87. Three, yep. three powerhouse short Schwarzenegger movies. Um, Bruce Willis, uh, of course, Die Hard. Uh, it has to be mentioned. Um, and then you had Rocky, uh, series. Oh, Can- such a good movie. Uh, was Ro- Rocky was the, 70s, but most the- of them. Yeah, yeah, I think most of them were in the 80s. The first one was in yeah. the 70s. I can't remember 100%. You know, going back to that, I totally That's... thought it was in the 70s, was I didn't know Raging Bull sneaks in, in the as an 80s movie. I thought that was like mid to early 70s. Yeah, the first Rocky is 76. Yeah, Rocky so. 2 is 79. Uh, then the yep. rest, yep. two more, three and four were 80s. Uh, Raging yep. Bull is 80s, really? Yeah, 1980. I'm like, yeah, I seriously thought if somebody told me that was made in like 74, 75, 76, I'd be like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it's that whole thing of uh, it was made in the 70s, you know, probably 79 and then came out in the 80s. So it's got that still 70s flavor to it. Yeah. Um, Are you a big Rocky guy, Matt? Yes. Are you? Okay. Love those movies. Yep. What was the one where it was was like kind of about his kid played by Milo Ventimiglia or whatever? (sighs) Is that Balboa? or? Well, wait, which one? He has yeah, a kid. Rocky Balboa. So, I mean, his yeah. kid is born in, like, I was going to say, he's, okay, you mean, yeah, the most recent one, Rocky Balboa. Yeah, that's the one I remember where he's got, like, good a, movie. Uh, yeah. Comes out of retirement. Yep, yeah. Uh, what'd you think of Creed? Loved it. Yeah. It was I excellent. still haven't seen that one. Oh, uh, it's excellent. It's a good movie. It looked really good. Yeah. Um,. Is. Kind of, yeah, where we were, action movies. So the the big action stars of the 80s, definitely Bruce Willis, Schwarzenegger, Stallone, and Chuck Norris. You can't, can't talk about the action movies in the 80s without talking about Chuck Norris. Missing an action trilogy was all in the 80s. Um, and then you had two, I want to say, yeah, two Rambo movies in the 80s. Uh, First Blood and First Blood Part Two, Um, then Full Metal Jacket, Platoon. Uh, and then if you're into Hong Kong movies, Jackie Chan and John Woo were big in the 80s. Didn't um, RoboCop also come out in the 80s? That had to be. Mm, that feels 80s. 90s in my brain. No, it, no, it had to be. That was earlier. I don't think That had so. to be earlier. 1980s. Let's take a look. RoboCop was uh, 1987. 87. <gasps> oh, I know. Google it. It brings up the stupid... 2014 film that's so dumb (laughs) you want to know i don't know why talking about this sparked this in i don't know if it would be more horror sci-fi or action because it kind of goes into all three categories very easily but 
One of my favorite because it's so cheesy and amazing. They live. Oh, top notch eighties movie. Roddy Roddy Piper, of course. Of course. Oh man, and there's only one line you need to know from that whole movie. (laughs) Come on, give me the bubblegum line. Everybody knows it. I was hoping you would do it. (laughs) Now I want to. Now I want to hear you do it. Now that we know it's the bubblegum line, I'm not going to impersonate him. I could just say. No, I want to hear the. Come (laughs) on, Morgan Freeman. Give me, give me some Morgan Freeman. I don't do a Morgan Freeman impersonation. I do a Michael Caine. Um, oh, give me your Michael Caine then. <laughs> my Michael AKA Caine is a it's a joke AKA because your... all I do is say I'm Michael Caine. That's all I do. It's okay, so... now, now give me now give me your Rowdy Roddy. I can't. I just can't. I don't have it in me. Man, dude, you just you I just could just say me. I came here to chew bubblegum and kick ass, and I'm all out of bubblegum. I, I could do that. You sound so happy when you say that too. Because and I'm all out of bubblegum. You can't say it without smiling. I mean, <laughs> it's like a fallacy, but uh, kind of to cruise through. I mean, we've said a bunch of these, but we kind of some of we miss like Stand By Me uh, is an 80s movie. Ooh, River um, Phoenix. Yeah, River Phoenix. I was going to say River Phoenix, Last Crusade, too. He plays Young Indy, one of his he last does. movies. Yep. Um, Footloose is in the mm-hmm. 80s for all you, you dancing fans. Mm-hmm. Ooh, if we're going to do dancing, you got flash dance too, right? One of the sexiest water dances. <laughs> the only sexy water <laughs> dance scene. Uh, we didn't talk much about it, but Princess Bride is one of my favorite movies. It's, uh, Of course, it's a movie I watch when I'm sick because the kid is sick. And so it always reminds me of being sick and watching movies and hearing stories and stuff. Uh, Poltergeist 82. Great movie. Uh, the original, of course. The, the new one I had such high hopes for and it failed. Um, St. Elmo's Fire, 85 yep. for the Brad Packers. Uh, Aliens, 86. I mean, come on. Yes. Uh, Can't Buy Me Love, Caddyshack, we talked a little bit about. Say Anything was an 89. Dude, Say Anything is one of those absolute classics. Mm-hmm. Just Cusack with the, the radio. You know the story with the radio, too, right? What song was actually playing? It wasn't Peter Gabriel. No, it wasn't. No. It was Fishbone. <laughs> I don't know if that would have worked out so well. <laughs> yeah, but they had done that scene so many times that they were just they put Peter Gabriel in later. But when they were mm. doing it, they just had rock and music going. We talked about it by accident, but it's an '80s movie. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure is '89. That's kind of Carlin, man. Kind of ushering in the '90s wave, though. Um, have you noticed too that Keanu Reeves in every movie, he still. That character, yeah, because he's a terrible actor. Except for John Wick, <laughs> he's he's much better. It's than like John Wick. it's like if it's like if Ted grew up though and got a gun, he's still Ted. I don't know. It's funny to me. Like people watch that... him in that Bram Stoker's Dracula movie. Yeah. Like, Whoa! Oh, you're God. Dracula. Yeah, oh, that's that, okay. Real fast, though, real fast. That Dracula movie was so infuriating because Gary Ullman is amazing like it is top-notch acting and then they put Winona Ryder and Keanu Reeves against him and you're like why would you tarnish something so good uh sorry I had to get that off my chest you're so so angry but I mean Keanu Reeves point break speed those are all 90s though I know but we're talking you know 
still talking about Keanu Reeves. I, I don't know. They, they talk about him being a great actor, and I just don't see it. <laughs> I, I, I think I think the reason why people love love him so much is that they recognize him, obviously. But yeah, sure, everything that you know, you know, when you learn about people's personal lives, like especially if you're way into People Magazine or TMZ Ugh. or whatever. Ugh. Um, yeah. I know totally, but every story that's come out about Keanu Reeves' personal life. He just seems amazing. He just seems like a really cool dude. And I think, I know like me personally, like I don't think he's a good actor. I enjoy a lot of the movies he's in because they're fun movies, but I have a soft spot for him just because I have been exposed to some of those stories, whether they're true or not. I'm just like, I've got, I've got, he's Ted, but he's pretty awesome. I've got no problem with Keanu Reeves. Just don't come at me. Like he's like the best actor on the planet. Like I'll see his movies. If somebody says that they, they need to lay off on the crack. That's like me when people are like, Oh man, I'm so excited. Jeff Goldblum is going to be in something. I'm like, guys, have you ever watched Jeff Goldblum act? (laughs) He plays the same part in every movie. And that part is I'm Jeff Goldblum. I respect him. (laughs) I'll watch his movies. Terrible actor. I watch his movies. Like, you know, he doesn't make Jurassic Park for me, but I love Jurassic Park. You know, I love Independence Day, but not because of him. Um, But yeah, but same thing with Keanu Reeves. Like John Wick is a great movie. Great movie. Came out of nowhere. Awesome. Um, And I think because of that movie, they're giving him kind of the reconnaissance treatment. I hate that word, by the way. Sorry, I had to go I there. I love that Sorry. word. But I it, love that but, I don't like Matthew McConaughey. I don't like his <laughs> McConaughey. But it's because of that movement that they're doing the same thing with, with Keanu Reeves, I think. And because the whole cat right. movie named Keanu. And, like, mm-hmm. it's just kind of a whole thing now. And yeah, exactly. so, uh, But, you know, again, I have no problem with, with Keanu Reeves. And when they make Bill and Ted 3, I'll, I'll see it. Um, but... Uh, yeah, back to just kind of flying through another classic movie, uh, for me in the eighties that we didn't talk about at all, uh, is another John Cusack movie with better off dead. Oh, that one's so good. My dad, it's, it's one of my dad's favorite movies and I didn't watch it until he bought it on DVD and then I watched it cause I had nothing to do and I watched all my movies a hundred times and now I just say, uh, was it $5 or $3? The kids always yell at him. <laughs> he just wants his money for the paper route. Uh, it's good stuff. Um, Let's see here. Platoon, we said the thing. Full Metal Jacket, we said Risky Business. Oh, uh, I remember loving this movie as a kid, Coming to America. Oh, gosh, yeah. What was the name of the restaurant? It wasn't McDonald's. It was, it was like uh, McDaniels it, or Mc... No, it was McDowell's, I think. It was a dub. It was like a W. McDowell's, yeah. <laughs> it was like the golden W. Um, Yeah, I love that movie, man. And it, you know, it's it's kind of one of those things when I was growing up. It's like McDowell's. That's what it is. It's not meant. The movie's not meant for me. <laughs> you know, this little white boy. But uh, I loved it. And uh, that's a John Landis movie. I had no idea. Uh, oh, yeah, good. yeah. Surprising, right? Yeah, very. I would have thought Eddie Murphy did the whole thing. Um, oh my god! So I just pulled up. You know, the hundred eighty movies you must see. Mm-hmm. And then you like try to figure out how many you've seen, and there's so many on here that we ha- I don't think we've talked about yet. Hang on, I got two more are... I want to cover before you could do that. Okay, let do that, and then we got to okay. do this because like there's things that I'm like, I love that movie as a kid. Yeah. So yeah. Okay, two, do your two because I'm I'm ready. One of which is very underrated, and I don't know if anybody's gonna have this on any of the list, but maybe they will because they did kind of Disney rebooted it. Uh, Adventures in Babysitting is a classic. That's the one I was just gonna say. 
<laughs> the little girl with the Thor helmet, and like, yeah, I love that movie. Plus, I had a crush on uh, what's her name uh, from it. No, that's no, wait, no that's one. don't tell mom. The babysitter's dead. Uh, Elizabeth Shue was the yeah. was the babysitter. Yep, she was also in. Uh, I always get the don't tell mom the babysitter's dead and Adventures and Babysitting mixed up. They're similar. Someone. It's kind of like yeah, uh, don't tell mom the babysitter's dead was much later in the nineties though. Um, not much right. later, but you know, you know what I mean. Uh, but yeah, Elizabeth Shue because she was Back to the Future, mm-hmm. two right. and three, yeah. Uh, the other one, uh, everybody knows it and should love it, uh, but it's uh, 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 Big Trouble in Little China. Oh, that's a good one, too. Always love that movie. All right, what, what is what is on that list before we wrap up? Well, well I was going to – do you want me to go through – well, I'm not going to go through all 100, but do you want me to go through, like, the first 10? Uh, like, is it I'll, like a... I'll, go through, I'll go through the ones we haven't talked about. Yeah, that's fine. Um, Adventures and Babysitting, we just did, but Akira. Uh, I, just, I just thought of one. <laughs> just thought Akira of one. was was awesome. Like that was a cool anime. Never um, saw. And that I'm one. not into anim- anime. Oh, you should you should totally rent that one. It's 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 dark. It's dark, grimy, and just awesome. I gotta say the um, one. I gotta say the one I thought of before I know you're gonna probably say it. Okay. Uh, there's two of them that I just thought of: uh, American Werewolf in London. Yeah, that was on. That's, I and, was moving on to that. And uh, the Burbs. I was moving on to that too. <laughs> and, Are we looking uh, at the same list? I'm not looking at anything. I'm just thinking of, of movies now that I can remember. Uh, Explorers we didn't talk about. Fright Night we didn't talk about. Um, man, uh, what was the other one I just thought of? I was going off of the Tom Hanks thing. Uh, Bachelor Party. That's an 80s movie. I love that movie for some stupid reason. Uh, <laughs> Critters came on the Critters 80s. Critters was on my list. Yep. Man. We missed a lot that are just suddenly popping into my brain. Uh, Desperately Seeking Susan with Madonna. Oh, yeah. Uh, Here's one Um, for you, Matt, that I just looked at. Howard the Duck. Never saw it. No? You never saw Howard the Duck? You're lucky. You're lucky. Uh, It's a terrible. I know it's bad. That's why I never saw it. (laughs) Um, The one one on this list that I, I completely forgot about but it was one of those that i had on vhs and i watched it on repeat because i had such a crush on christian slater but remember gleaming the cube where it was the skateboard oh yeah yeah um and then there was the other one too with i think josh brolin was it called rad or something where it was like bmx bikers oh uh i gotta look it up i know what was that one called i know what you're talking about uh it's i think it might be rad you might be right it wasn't josh brolin i I think it was. I think it was Josh Brolin in He's that one. cashing in on his Goonies <laughs> fame. Um, Ooh, House. You remember the movie House? Thrashing. Thrashing. The there TV you go. The TV show House. Yeah, the TV show House, I remember. Uh, Money Pit. Ah, oh, Tom Hanks killed it in the 80s with the comedies. Uh, oh, The Last Unicorn. That movie. Oh, The Legend of Billie Jean. <laughs> fair is fair. Oh, so Near good. Dark was in the 80s. We didn't talk about that. Rad is a movie from the eighties. I don't think he's in that though. Uh Police Academy was big in the eighties. Real Maximum G- Overdrive. That movie's awful. Short that circuit. That movie's amazing. Short circuit. <laughs> Johnny Five. I wanna I wanna just have a binge watching because like I haven't seen Near Dark in so long, and that movie is so fun. Solar Babies? Um, that movie's terrible. <laughs> Pet Cemetery. Three Amigos. 
dude, these are this is awesome. war games. Damn it, we didn't even talk about war games. We did. Oh my gosh. Or the secret of Nim. I mentioned that like on every other podcast. I think uh, I know a lot of people like this movie. I didn't, but the Witches of Eastwick. That's an eighties oh, movie. Yeah. Weekend at Bernie's, classic. Love that movie. <laughs> uh, Willow. Anybody? Willow. Lesser known. Uh, not lesser. The known, Three Amigos. Three Amigos. Yeah. Ooh, Time Bandits. Time Bandits. Time Bandits. Awesome. That's a classic. Yeah. And Transformers um, the movie. Uh, G.I. Joe the movie too um, a lot of James Bond movies in the 80s too that I just didn't care about or the, the James Bond uh, influence for movies too what'd you say Matt? If there sure were yeah yeah uh, if we missed any that are your favorites or if you want to just tell us your favorites hit us up on Twitter at Atomic Geekdom we'd love to hear what you have to say about the 80s uh, as you can see towards the end there we geeked out on a lot of stuff that we totally forgot about um but that just came rushing back to my brain. Tom Hanks, man, was like the best actor in the eighties, in my opinion. Uh, I don't know. I'm just going there right now. Um, so yeah, that's our show for the eighties movies. We're going to do, I think, yeah, I did have it written down that we're going to do nineties movies one too. Cause there's a lot of good nineties movies too. Uh, there sure are. So we'll make sure to get Matt back for that one. Maybe Jenny, if she cares, if she wants to, otherwise we'll find somebody that's a children, a child of the nineties, uh, that wants to talk about those movies. Um, I can't do so much of the kid stuff in the '90s, but I can I can give some good like dramas of the '90s. Yeah, '90s were were big and like I I always liked like JFK. I'll go back to every so often for some reason, even though it's like a three hour movie. Uh, I'll go back to uh, a few good men once a year. I love that movie. Um, I hate courtroom dramas, but uh, <laughs> anyway, um, Matthew, please tell the fine uh-huh. fine folks about that podcast you do. So well. Sure. Yep. Uh, I do a podcast with uh, Justin. It's called Two Broke Geeks. And you can find it on uh, the Atomic Geekdom website or on iTunes or on uh, Google Play or on Satchel. And uh, it's on Twitter at 2BGPod. And you can find it on Instagram at 2BGPod. And uh, just look for it on Facebook because Facebook makes you type in really long, stupid things. Just look for Two Broke Geeks <laughs> on Facebook and you'll find it. I don't have the full URL. There you go. Can't miss it. Promise. That's right. Um, yeah, that's all I got. Uh, Jenny, is there anything you want to tell the fine folks? Uh, no, just a lot of a lot of cool stuff coming up. Um, I think by the time this posted, I'm hoping we'll have the Long Beach Comic Expo coverage up. Mm-hmm. If not, it will be followed shortly. Um, we're standing by. We're getting excited for Paley Fest starting up in at the beginning of March. They've got a ton of awesome shows this year. Um, Walking Dead, Orphan Black, the CW stuff like Arrow, Flash, all those um, Westworld. Um, American Horror Story. So thumbs up again, Paley. You guys rule. Um, and then end of March, we've got WonderCon coming. So yeah, a lot of cool stuff on the horizon. Uh, yeah, and uh, March, I have C2E2 I'll be going to and Heroes and Villains Fan Fest in Chicago, which is like the combination of Heroes and Villains and Walker Soccer Con. So there'll be Walking Dead people and Arrow and I want to say like Stephen Amell has a lot to do with that thing because like it, he's all over the place with that. A lot of Arrow, Flash, Supergirl people, and just other random 
you know, Comic-Con people attend that one. So uh, hopefully you're going to go to the knocking, is it knocking point? Is that what it's called? Knocking, uh, yeah, the knocking yes. point. Yeah, that's Which, his, his wine company. Um, yeah, and they've actually, they've got some cool deals if you become a member. Like, they mail you wine every month. Yeah. And it's not that expensive. And everybody they know that has done it says that the wine is really, really good. So <laughs> if you go to one of these, like, villains and villain fest things, always try to get tickets. Because the music and everything at the Knocking Point parties is top notch. So and That's usually the first night. Because these are uh, Saturday and Sunday events they usually do. Yeah. And so Saturday night they'll do a, a Knocking Point thing. And... uh yeah, I'm hoping to go to that as well, but tickets are expensivo uh, for those. But you us. get wine. You can't go wrong without. True, but I got to drive back to Milwaukee from Chicago afterwards. I'm not getting a hotel, <laughs> so uh, that might be dangerous. Um, so we'll have coverage of all of that stuff for uh, the podcast, the website, and YouTube as well. So you're going to want to subscribe on YouTube. Uh, we'll have all kinds of awesome stuff coming up for that. I might just send Jenny the videos because Patrick's editing is awesome, so... Uh, maybe he'll hook us up. Maybe possibly. He's a pro. If I, He's if, a I pro. Say, if I say please enough, um, better be pretty please. <laughs> pretty pretty please. <laughs> uh, all right. Thank you. So, and we're gonna get Matt and Justin involved in the cons too, especially Matt up there. Oh, Justin is going to WonderCon with me. We got That's him a true. badge today. Yep. So. True. But we gotta get Justin. We gotta get Matt to some of these because I know he's probably itching to go. So we gotta get him. Yeah, out. but Matt's poor. Well, Matt just had to fix the boiler in his house and stuff like that. So. That's that's where Patreon comes in. You guys have a Patreon, sure. right? Or did you cancel it? No, we still have it. It's 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 maybe being canceled soon. I've been thinking about it, but okay. we'll see. But either way, we have one, and that would trickle down to Matt as well if if we got enough, you know, patrons. Uh, Patreon.com slash Atomic Geekdom is where you can go to that if you want to help us out. You don't have to, by any means, donate any money. We don't care if you do or not. But if you do, it is of enormous help to keep these things going for free. Uh, we would, you know, we would never charge you for podcasts, but at the same time, it does cost us money. So if you could help us that way, that'd be great. If not, also helpful just to tell a friend. Um, you know, if you enjoyed what you heard tonight or if you enjoy what you hear from Matt's fine podcast every week. Or the Just Two Pals podcast, or the Ringside Geeks. Uh, tell a friend, get them to subscribe and listen. That'd be fantastic as well. Um, or like like our producer of this episode, Matthew J. Bates the second at Cthulhu Collect, who is also a producer of the Two Broke Geeks, if I remember. It's uh, true. Yes. Yep. Uh, you could join him, and like I say, head over to Patreon.com/slash/AtomicGeekdom, and and again, we're gonna try to do some fun stuff with that. Where you know, the hosts have to do crazy stuff and, you know, live tweet or Instagram what they're doing. Like, we'd make Jenny wear uh, a Packers shirt. Um, that will a, never happen. I would put money in just to outdo that one. But we can get Dave to wear a Seahawks shirt, so. Yeah, if you want to donate enough money, I'll wear a Seahawks shirt. I am I can be bought. I'll just throw <laughs> that out there. I'm a shill. Uh, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Find us again on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, like subscribe, follow all that great stuff. Uh, if you did enjoy what you heard tonight, please give us a review and rate us on iTunes. Do the same, please for the two broke geeks as well. Only takes a couple minutes and helps us to gain listeners. And we really want to interact with you guys on a more weekly basis about these things. So even if it's after the fact, there's a feature I might add at soon where we give you our Skype number and you can leave us Skype messages and we'll play that and react to what you guys say about the episodes. So uh, mm. we might be doing that soon. Um, so follow us on Twitter. And if you like that voicemail idea, let me know. I had a time of geekdom. 
you can find our show along with uh, Matt's and Justin's Two Broke Geeks podcast, the Just Two Pals, and the Ringside Geeks, our weekly wrestling podcast. Just Two Pals ever come back? <laughs> I did just hear from Johnny. He's getting situated. <laughs> uh, they had a three-week hiatus. Hopefully, yep. they'll be back this week. Um, so, uh, but yes, uh, all of those podcasts are on AtomicGeekdom.com, like Matt said. Also on the Satchel Player, Google Play, and iTunes. You can find them all there. Subscribe, all that good stuff. Uh, thank you all again so much for listening to this radical eighties episode. I hope, uh, you're all wearing leg warmers now and, uh, you got your skateboards and yeah, totally. Uh, Jenny, you get the last word and this week, the last word is. Ooh.